0: With Jay and Brandon
1: boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you boys boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come
0: for you thank you for being here this morning thank you for listening this morning we have Kimberly Hilton
2: and Eric Wood <laughs> story of my <laughs> life Aww. That's the, the t-shirt. That's, that's
0: the guy that got left behind. Tell us about the t-shirt you have on this t-shirt. It's absolutely alike. <laughs> I'll let Kimberly tell it, actually. She got it for me.
2: In both of our this defense. This is no one knows
0: you're <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's, a, it's a very self-serving t-shirt, so if I told the story, it would just sound kind of mean.
2: Yeah. No, I did get this for him for Christmas, and we did not know this was going to be a video podcast, or he might have worn a solid shirt. <laughs> no, but- uh it just says, without me being him, I would be singing karaoke. That's what it said. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, uh, so true, though. Kimberly, I'm going to go ahead and say congratulations on the uh, Reader's Choice Awards. You got the, the best entertainer in the area.
2: Yeah, yeah we're excited yeah. about that. That we, and of course, Brandon Lee it. got
4: runner-up. So that's you know, if you awesome. beat Brandon Lee, you've done something. <laughs> Brandon is pretty amazing.
2: <laughs> he's you know? awesome. I think he, you know, he doesn't play as often in this area because he's out on tour, and so exactly. uh, we we we're excited about it. We're gonna take the win, though. <laughs> we're taking it. We're
3: taking it. <laughs> yeah, like the last two or exactly. something like that.
2: Yeah, we only have to play seven nights a week for that award, so we're gonna <laughs> stick with that. So.
4: <laughs> well, tell us about the first song you're gonna play for us.
2: Um, the first one we're going to do is called Mama's Payin," And and um, have you ever heard the phrase paying for your raisin? I know it's kind of an old phrase. Some some people haven't ever heard that. I've
0: got a 10-year-old. I hear it about three times oh, a week.
2: Oh, is it a girl? <laughs> I just want to know that.
0: No, it's a boy, and he acts just like me, and I act horrible.
2: Oh, wow. See? There you go. This song is for you, then. It's, we're going to change the words today to call it "Daddy's paying for his raise." And no, I'm kidding. We're not. But um, this is definitely for you, and it's for all those people that have lived a crazy life, and then now they have kids, and they're like regretful, thinking, "Oh, please don't be like me." Basically, so
3: that's
2: awesome. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's autobiographical, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: When I was three. I was pulling pigtails. When I was four, Kitty by the door. When I was five, six picking up sticks, throwing them at the dog for kicks. When I was twelve, I drove Mama's car into the lake. When I was thirteen, I was mean meanest kid in the doggone state. 21, I stole a gun from old man Mr. James. Ain't no doubt he's to blame. Mama's paying for her raising. Cause she was raising hair from the time she turned 18. Now she's paying, her heart is breaking. Well, you can beg and you can plead. This is how it's gonna be Mama's paying for her raising with me I met a boy Down at the local liquor store Swore him the time of his life For a bottle of whiskey Came home a-smoking and a-drinking Mama knew what we were thinking She told me, girl You better walk a straight line Cause you don't want a life That's anything like mine But it's too late, ain't gonna change It's a crying shame Ain't no doubt who's to blame She was raising hell from the time she turned 18. Now she's praying, her heart is breaking. You can beg and you can plead, this is how it's gonna be. Mama's praying for her raising with me. Didn't go so well doing crime Then time in a little jail cell Knocked up, knocked down, first day out Now you see what I'm talking about Mama's paying for her raising Cause she was raising hair from the time she turned 18 Now she's praying, her heart is breaking. This is how it's gonna be. Mama's paying for her raising with me. (laughs)
0: That is an awesome way to start off the morning. We really appreciate that. (laughs) Hey, this is Brandon Newman from Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And At Newman & Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. I've got a 10-year-old. His name's Andy. Andy came in from school one day this week and he said, do you know in China they, uh, they make t- kids take drugs and then take tests for a week? And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He said, yeah, in China they put kids on drugs and make them take tests for weeks. They don't let them play with toys and they don't get to watch TV and they don't even feed them. It's like, Andy, who told you that? He's like, my teacher told me that today at school. And I said, your teacher told you this. And about the time I start to really get upset, then I think to myself, wait, wait just a minute. And then Andy looks at me and says, but she said it a little bit different than that. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> so that song resonates with me.
2: Oh, I you're going to have your it. hands full. You know that, right?
0: I do. I have my hands full every day with him. <laughs> he is a trip. Yeah, well, I have, um. Andy. He's, Andy's something else. He's, he's 10, right?
2: He's he is 10. 10. Wow. I have a 12-year-old little boy and, um. He came home the other day and said, I need a new backpack. I said, okay, why? And he goes, because this backpack hangs down over my butt and the girls can't see my butt. (laughs) So. You're going to be in trouble. I'm in the same boat, yeah. (laughs) no idea where he's that from. Oh, my goodness. he's 13 now, by the way. i trying to give you
3: that all you want, but he's a
0: teenager
2: now. He was 12 when he said it, so. All
0: right, what's the next song y'all are going to play for us today?
2: This next song, it's called Better Left Alone. And uh, this one took two years for me to finish the lyrics. So it was kind of a love-hate relationship with this song. But uh, when it did finally come together, uh, and then he added the beautiful music, it's become one of my favorite songs. And the whole concept behind this one is uh, when you don't really want to know the truth because some things are just better left alone, uh, it's kind of got that vibe to it. And the the girl in the song is... um, basically saying she really doesn't want to know if her husband loves her and that's why he stays or if it's because he's just a good man with responsibility and he stays because of that so she wants to know the truth but then again if she asks it may all come out and he may leave so that's the premise behind the song all right well let's hear it all right we'll
3: see if i can remember all the (laughs) chords.
1: up every morning in the same old empty bed you're rushing out the door to work and you quickly kiss my head have a good day babe I love you it ain't about the words you said it's your eyes that leave me wondering if you wish it were her instead do you to know, but scared of what the answer will be. Some things are better left alone, but I And the look in your eyes, well, it ain't one that I recognize. If I push, I stand to lose you. But if I sit and watch you fall, I'll be left here holding memories of before we lost it. I
0: music is so relatable. <laughs>
4: thank
2: you. <laughs> I bet you. she's heard that before. So you want us to leave you alone? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> 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 no, right. thank you.
1: Halfway between Nashville and Memphis lies Exit 82. The
3: Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join
1: WNBJ for the Exit 82 show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39.
4: We we ask all of our guests some of the same questions and Being that, you know, I think you've been around the Jackson music scene for a while now. What would you like to see change about the Jackson music scene?
2: Well, you know, we were kind of talking off the air just a few minutes ago about the fact that sometimes we don't play our originals because we can just kind of tell. If you're really in tune with your audience, you can tell if they're wanting to hear something they know versus an original. And nine times out of ten, the vibe that we get is that people just want to know what they hear what they know right. and uh, so like that one for instance we haven't played that in forever and I know both of us were struggling to make sure we remembered what, what we were doing but it's because you know people aren't you're not in Nashville they're not hearing original music all the time and getting accustomed to developing right. new tastes and, you know, oh, I like that. I want to hear that again. A lot of times they are so used to hearing cover bands that they can't necessarily appreciate original music. And it's not their fault, but right. I think we could work together as artists and as an audience and come together and realize that, Hey, we want to play these for you and we want you to stay and not, you know, leave when we do. And then maybe we could introduce more music to, to Jackson. Right. And
4: that, you know, and that's one of the goals of the back porch is to let people know. What is around the area, what kind of, of music that these artists can come up with, what you know, their originals. You know, I've mentioned it before, when you when you hear somebody's song, they can put more emotion into something they write. They've right. got their feelings there on paper and you know, on the guitar and you know, any instrument they're playing and, and when somebody sings their own songs it's more emotional. You get more out of it than okay, well let's let's play this song that we hear on the radio ten times a day. You know. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and I I wanted to write for years, and I would just kind of dabble in it and then put it away. It's not good enough. It's not good enough because it's very, very vulnerable. You feel so, like to let someone hear something that you created, you're always scared of that rejection, just like in real life. You know, you're scared to put yourself out there. Well, and
4: sometimes it may be something that is based on your life or an experience that you've had that you don't want others knowing about
2: yeah exactly that's yeah. so true and I find myself too since I'm married I'll be writing a song and sometimes I write something and I think I'm scared he'll think this is about right. him or especially <laughs> if it's something negative or if it's bad about the woman in the song so it is kind of scary like the one about my mom I mean she was far from a hellion she yeah. was the straight and the narrow and so to write that song I know when she's there at our shows, I'm always apologizing. It's not you, Mom, I promise. <laughs> it's not about you. So yeah, sometimes it is it's kind of scary.
4: <laughs> Eric, what was your musical influences growing up? What made you decide to pick the guitar up and, and learn how to play?
3: Uh I had some music classes in school and they taught piano and I liked it okay. I took to music though, and I ended up getting, you know, guitar and practiced all the A C D C licks and stuff like that as high schoolers are wanting to do. And then I really got into uh, Steve Ray Vaughn and the blue scene, and then um, start playing with some artists around here. Uh, Brian Moffat, yeah. had here and Kimberly, a couple of people. So then I had to dive into the countryside of things, and uh, which is just a whole different field. And I really enjoyed being able to do that, though. Was, well,
4: actually, when you I was uh, when you was playing the, the last song, I could hear some Bon Jovi in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bon Jovi, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could hear a little bit of, uh, like, Wanted, Dead, or Alive. Right. Ooh, uh, yes, you're like. saying.
3: Yes. So, uh, you know, my uh, mom is a diehard Bon Jovi fan, so, yeah, probably got ingrained <laughs> uh, in there, stealing all kinds of Bon Jovi that I
4: didn't realize.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not stealing. Uh, That's Mark, right. It's, it's, it's inspiration.
4: There you go. It's You know, if if, if somebody can and be affected by your music, music huh? yeah, Marvin did, exactly. But, uh, you know, if, if you can actually, you know, touch somebody with your music, then you you've accomplished something you know, saying that about Bon Jovi or or whoever it may be, you know, influences. But, you know, when you hear people play, you can kind of pick up on who they, you know, grew up listening to. Absolutely. You know, we had Jesse Mullins, and you could tell right off the bat, and wonderful, wonderful artist. But you could tell off the bat that he was greatly influenced by uh, Incubus. Oh, wow. You know, and a lot of his songs, you know, they're they're not as hard as Incubus, but he's got that, that tone, that you know, that right. character of them. And, and you could tell they had played a, you know, a big influence in his in his life. So, so it's kind of interesting to hear all the different, you know, the different sounds that everybody has when they come in. Because, yeah. you know, it's all just a little different. I think it was yeah. Brad Paisley. He said, uh, copy everybody and copy nobody. As soon as you figure that out. <laughs>
2: Exactly. You have arrived at that point. I
4: well, I tell you what, Kimberly. We're going to go ahead and play a recorded song so everybody can kind of hear what you sound like on, you know, live on stage with the full band behind you, and tell us about this little, you know, this song that we're going to play next.
2: I think it's called "Put Me in a Bottle," and uh, this song is actually one that you talked about. If you can move people with your music, this was one of the first ones that Eric and I wrote that we actually could see people in the audience crying when we would play it, and that moved me to know that we kind of created something that they could identify with and it's actually about losing a loved one and so we've actually had people call and say hey can I use your song for a funeral or for this or for that and obviously we we want them to be able to to get peace from this song but it's wishing that you could go back in time like a bottle does in the ocean in a novel kind of travels time and this is saying I wish I could go back in time and be with that loved one that left this earth too soon so it's called put me in a bottle
4: Okay, we're going to play that for our listeners. we're back and that was a great song and it did sound emotional and kind of see how you know people can get touched by that song
0: I think I'm a little teary eyed right now
4: <laughs> <laughs> well you're always a little teary eyed <laughs> some of the
2: time. I think it's a glazed over look is kind of what I was thinking yeah, glazed <laughs> over <mother>. <laughs> <laughs> you're still thinking about that song we wrote about you
4: that's what it is <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you heard his feelings just
2: a little bit <laughs> I'm sorry I have been known to be, I've been called insensitive a time or two <laughs>
4: Well, tell us about some of the places that you play at around town. Where can people go out and hear you love?
2: Uh, In the Jackson area, um, we play a lot at Red Bones. We play at the Tavern. We play at the Tap. Uh, I know right (laughs) out here in Humboldt, it's not very far either, we play the Crown Winery. Uh, We'll do that acoustic um, several times each summer.
4: As far as all the places you've played and all the accomplishments that you've made so far, what would you say ranks high on your list?
3: I would say being here, the back porch.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well said. Dream come true. I uh, miss you as well. Kind of like being on the Opry, right? A little
0: bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. With the the almost balls. knew my name. Nice. <laughs> the dog went whimpering at the door. <laughs> yes, see,
2: I told you I felt really at home here.
0: He cried all the way through that last song, by the way. Yeah, that he, did. Too. he did. He did. I was about to cry
2: Hey, if we too. can move people and animals, I think we've arrived. You've done something.
4: You know, I think i seen something on Facebook here a while back about a, like a songwriter's table that she was involved in in Nashville.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, we have done several of those, but we're com- going again the day he finds out if he passes the bar. Right. So we're either going to play all sad songs or all of our happy songs. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be at the Commodore Grill in Nashville. It's down by Vanderbilt. Okay. And it's a songwriter-only type session And normally when we've gone, we're in a round with three other artists or two other artists. And we'll just kind of keep taking turns. But this time he was actually gracious enough to give us a whole hour that we have to fill by ourselves. So we have to brush up on these songs. But uh, we're going to fill the hour from 7 to 8 at the Commodore. And then there'll be other entertainers um, before and after.
0: Well, that sounds wonderful. Now, whenever you play around town, what's your favorite venue in Round Jackson?
2: Am I allowed to say all that? Of them. All of them are. <laughs> yeah. Are you crazy? Well, have us and people will come <laughs> and sit down and
3: listen to our
0: rambling all night.
2: This is very true. Any venue that people will actually come and listen is great. We're not sure. out
0: yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you at Red Bones, and you have quite a following. Whenever you play there, there's a lot of folks that come out to watch you there.
2: Yeah, we we always enjoy being there. We kind of call that home, just because a lot of times we do travel. And uh, when we can actually just drive 30 minutes down the road and play at home, and it's kind of the crew that we consider our family base, I guess, then uh, that we always enjoy that. We did have one funny story that that reminded me of, talking about your favorite places. A couple of years ago, we got to open for the band Perry in Arkansas. And we look out, and there's this sea of people, thousands and thousands of people. And literally the next weekend, mm-hmm. we played this tiny little hole in the ground in Mississippi, and a wet dog. It was raining that night, and a wet dog wandered in while we're playing on stage, and just starts running through our legs, just kind of. And it just kind of hit us.
3: Right in front of the drummer.
2: Yeah, and it hit us. You know, these are the experiences that will keep you grounded, and those are for a reason. You well, know? That,
4: that was probably another animal that you touched with your. It songs.
2: was. It
4: was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, he, and he wanted to be right there with you and, and tell you how much he appreciated it.
2: The, yeah, I, all of a sudden I feel like we should have one of those my ads come on. Fan, I <laughs> An ad for stuff. animal what, rescue needs to go right here. Was it like
4: here. planning or opening up for the band Perry? It
2: was. It was exciting. Um, it was definitely a different world from just local venues because they had like a tour manager that I think jumped my me as soon as I got off the stage. You went over by thirty seconds, you know. I'm like, oh my goodness. He said, you can't get away with that kind of stuff in the music business. So. That was kind of stressful, but the overall experience was, was fantastic, and they were very gracious, uh, the, the band Perry. They're, they're just as nice as you would think they are.
4: That's good. When, when they first come out, one thing I liked about them is they seemed they seemed real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were on the side of the stage just jamming along with the last few songs we were doing, they
3: stayed and took pictures with everybody in the crowd. We were there for like three hours.
2: Yeah, they were great. What was funny too is uh, Kimberly Perry started. I think her hit at the time was "If I Die Young," and she started that song on the wrong capo mm. and had to just completely stop and start over. And she was just so great about it. She was like, "Oh, oh well," and that makes you know that you know the people that do this for a living, still make mistakes and it just makes you feel more normal. So it's okay to
0: mess up your on guitar? <laughs> That's what I was trying, what
3: trying to say, it? yeah. We got it in there.
2: It was fine.
0: Now, you said that you had just passed the bar exam, or you're just taking the bar exam and you're waiting for the results, yeah. is that right? I, I hope you're right, uh, but uh, yes, I took the in February. The look on your face was yeah. priceless. I just asked you that. Uh, yes, waiting uh, impatiently for the results. Do you find that that job is a whole lot like uh, storytelling and music
3: How's, uh what hmm. I mean,
0: could be. from what you've done so far yeah
3: just uh presenting s- somebody's side of things it could be yeah
4: absolutely and if you're horrible at it no one's gonna like you so
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well tell us uh, about the next song you're going to play for us
2: you pick it you pick another one <laughs> that one, I'm sorry. That was such a male-female thing. I just went you pick it and then I lip sync what I wanted him to say. It sounds like a Saturday wow. night at our house
3: for wow. well, Exactly.
0: Every time that happens we end up at like a sahi or something. Sorry, not respond to that.
2: <laughs> I was like, you pick it. Let's do <laughs> That's no, Such a woman. <laughs> This song is probably one of our most popular. This is the one we did a music video on. You can check that out on YouTube. But it's called Back Road, it's just a fun little summer song. So, hope y'all enjoy it.
1: Car set on cruise. Hands can't be steeled. Heart's beating in time to the whippoorwill. I'm looking at you, and I can barely breathe on this back road. Three miles from the nearest town. He turns the radio up. I lay a blanket down, ain't going nowhere to the rooster crows. Gonna mess around, but where we start nobody knows. I'm taking my time on you and me. Gonna roll. The butterflies have made it clear Ain't a place I'd rather be I'm taking my time gonna roll those windows down, feel the southern breeze, packing some apple pie but not the catch to eat, ain't nothing like a summer night on a back road in Tennessee, I'm taking my time on you and me, gonna roll Ain't nothing like a summer night
4: songs. True words
0: have never been spoken, have they, Jay?
4: <laughs> no, we we talked earlier about some, some influences that Eric may have had. What about you, Kimberly?
2: Uh, I did probably listen to more country than anything. I loved the big voices of Martina McBride and mm-hmm. Faith Hill back when she had a lot of stuff out on the radio right. and <laughs> she's one of my I'm favorites.
3: Almost.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that, but I mean Martina's come back and had things out and right. Faith hasn't, but I think she's fantastic. Um but then also I think I enjoyed a lot of the R and B music and uh when we kinda got together in the band, his blues influence has worked really well with a lot of the R&B stuff that I enjoy singing. So our goal is to actually write that direction. It's not as storytelling as country music, uh, but we want to kind of incorporate the two because I love writing a story. But the blues and the R&B is probably what I sing more naturally and what he plays more naturally. So we want to kind of combine the two for our next um, project.
0: You know, and that's the kind of thing you can do in Tennessee that you may not can do in other parts of the world. When I was a kid, and I'm talking like I was eight, 10 years old i saw martina McBride sing music out of the back of a pickup truck at dollywood i mean this is like before her album came out before she became famous and then a year or two later i got to go visit um conrad delaney whenever he was doing country music nights the sunday night classic country over at 104 and there's this cardboard cutout of martina mcbride in the lobby and i'm like hey, that's that lady that was in the back of that pickup truck. Wow. I asked my parents about it said, yeah, yeah, actually, she's on the radio now. And that's the kind of thing you can do in Tennessee. Did y'all both grow up around this area? I did. She did not. Where did you come?
2: from? I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh. So not too different, but still, still the South. Yes, that's the right. Still Jackson. Yes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, ha- I had to see, when I was singing, I saw this George Jones picture there. And... Um, we actually were supposed to open for him in Missouri one time, and, um, of course, we knew what was going to happen. Right. We knew we'd get about a week out, and he would cancel, right. and, uh, of course, that's exactly what happened, so we have our poster, and that was about it, but I think that you was should when join was- our was...
0: Back- Paid our back porch group of
4: musicians, musicians
2: that, that were supposed show, to <laughs> that
0: were supposed to have joined the uh,
2: yes. shows on stage. I know Brian was Brian, in the same boat. Yeah, yes. uh,
4: Brian said the exact same thing. He said, "But
0: I do still have my poster."
2: I know we just have the poster. You yeah, know, few, it's like taller few than me. A weeks
0: ago, he showed a picture of the sign on his Facebook page. It's like. George Jones and Brian Moffat, and I'm just thinking this thing that never happened. The show yes. that never The show that never could be. I know,
2: and they even, you know, he has the t shirt, you know, the yeah. no show. They have the t shirt and it's the whole thing. But, uh, of course, I was like so mad. I was like, I don't remember. And then I think that was when he was actually really sick and yeah. did not well, make like, it, but made me feel bad. You know, we
4: talked about this with Brian Moffat too, and George is one of my all time favorites. Oh. You know, he's, he's just, he's honest and raw about his music. You know, I had, I believe it was either front row or third row seats to the concert that Brian was going to open up. You know, I I had bought tickets, I mean, way early. As soon as I heard about it, I was on the phone, called the promoter. How can I get tickets? I got to get tickets today, right now. You know, bought the tickets and then find out, you know, a few weeks before, you know, show's canceled.
0: (laughs) I think the first time you and I ever met, you and I actually discussed that story and it has come up over and over again. Yeah. I think it really sticks in your craw.
4: Well, <laughs> probably because the reason the show didn't happen, that's what irritated me more than anything. And we, we oh, never said that I'm not that. going to get into yeah. that. But <laughs> just, yeah. but Stay tuned. That can be, you I'm know, like some it. of the outfakes.
3: My Myself, right, not tell us. No. Myself, <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but that.
4: anyways, you know, he, I think he influenced me a lot with his music, his songs, the way he presented songs. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, there's not many people he probably hadn't touched. But anyway. He was uh, not
2: one that I really listened to much right. before that opportunity. So when that came about, I was like, I want to know, you know, more about his music. Right. And, uh, when I listened to the raw lyric of He Stopped Loving Her Today, right. I'd heard that song before, never paid attention. I literally sat there and cried. I said, this is the most beautiful song I think I've ever heard. <laughs> it was gorgeous.
0: When my wife and I just got married and we were both like super, super young, she was from Mississippi and she was one of those teenage brides. We got married super early. She wasn't knocked up or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> just so that you know, we,
3: were, we weren't judging.
0: <laughs> so we're listening to that song uh, in our little tiny apartment that we had and She's like, I don't understand why you keep listening to this music over and over and yeah. over again. I said, have you ever sat down and listened to this song to know what it's about? He's like, yeah, it's some woman that left him and, you know, his dog died and something oh, like that. I was okay. like, no, 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 sit down. And at the end of it, she's bawling. She's crying. She's teared up. And she's like, oh, you mean he died?
2: Are we married? Yeah. Is it me that this happened to? <laughs> I was from Mississippi. Yeah. I'm starting to see. What Next this is time it. you do
3: tell a sweet story about your wife, don't preface it with "I didn't knock her up."
2: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> you should you write Hallmark so
0: cards. Times, she's really good with it. And she doesn't listen to the <laughs> show anyway.
2: <laughs> no, that is so true. Though that song, if you really, really listen to the words, now we actually cover it in our shows. It's so a brilliant it's, it's song. Great. It is a
4: brilliant song. And anybody that that has read or knows anything about George, it actually took him over a year. To get that song recorded, really, just they—they they had the whole song, but in the the last part of the song when he's doing the talking, it's kind of bad to say. I don't know if I should even say this, but <laughs> they couldn't get him sober enough to do the talking at the end of that song. It took them a year to where he could do that.
2: Wow, that's
4: so that's a little sad. crazy.
0: A little crazy. It's almost as sad as the song.
2: <laughs> it, it is kind of sad. That happens to us all the time. We it took us too forever to do to the, the CD morning. because he could not sober up enough to play the guitar. <laughs> like this morning, I thought it had worn out of his system, but no, no, it didn't. It did not. <laughs> it did not. Oh, me, totally kidding. We're, we're going to totally play kidding. another
4: uh, recorded song of yours. Tell us a little bit about it.
2: Um, this song is actually what the whole CD was named after. It's the title track. It's called Gossip. And um, anybody who knows me really well knows that that's my pet peeve. It's kind of like my, uh, if you have to have a platform for something, you know, this or this, mine is gossip. Don't do it.
1: Yeah. it world Hunger. Yes, uh, World Hunger
2: and Gossip. They're right up there together. Uh, but no, this whole song makes fun of the fact that people make fun of people. It's like it's ridiculous. Don't do it, you know, it's out of insecurity, whatever. So the whole song is making fun of myself basically. But um it was inspired by haters as lots of songs are, I'm sure. But um the whole song is just kind of And there's a lot of those funny. around. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. And everywhere,
4: you know. Yeah. critics are everywhere.
2: Exactly. And I know I guess from a woman's standpoint, I feel like women get so much criticism anyway just with media and you have to be exactly. this you have to be perfect exactly. you have to look like the models and that kind of thing that, that you know. we need to don't you? yeah and, and, <laughs>
4: and to be honest every bit of that is, is just pure crap to, oh, to put it easily uh, exactly
2: but it makes women feel like you know we're never good enough and then we have these women that want to Tell us we're not good enough either and that we're, you know, I had, I read a comment online, you know, have to read that kind of stuff sometimes and just, I, one day I had had enough and I said, can you just go on there and delete it? I don't want to read anymore. But uh, one of them said, I saw her on TV and she looks puffy. I'm like, you know what? I am puffy. Mm-hmm. I ate five pieces of pizza last night. Leave me alone. <laughs> Which
3: is going to be the name of our next city? I Am Puffy. Yes.
2: <laughs> Puff Daddy, Puffy, we're going to go. <laughs> but no, but this song, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's supposed to be funny, but uh, the whole song is just basically saying, you know, I act like I'm one way, but I talk about other people and that kind of thing. It's just silly. K-Diddy. <laughs> K-Diddy, that's my new name.
4: All right, we're going to play it for the listeners. We're back, and we we appreciate that song. We appreciate you being here today on the back porch with us. Um, we've really enjoyed having you. Ever since we started the back porch, I think I've been in contact with you, trying to get <laughs> you on the show. And Sorry. you know, due to different reasons, some, you know, it's
3: just never Even quite me up early worked on out. Saturday so. is basically, what it was—that's
0: <laughs> it. You're really I, no show, helping Well. <laughs> Well, now, she never actually scheduled anything. <laughs> you got to
3: dance All right?
4: You just can't get out of bed. <laughs> I think what she was trying to tell me is that Eric couldn't get out of bed. He wasn't yes. sober enough.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to have to reschedule the show.
4: Yeah.
2: This, this is how rumors yeah. start, you know?
0: Before you people start to topics, just listen to the last <laughs> song one more time. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I know, right?
0: But we do appreciate all
4: the listeners
3: we've Actually, had. Any gossip is truth. I think it's that's in the chorus. <laughs> so,
4: they may not work
1: well. <laughs> <for my
4: favor>. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out the back porch on Hub City Radio. We're now online with them. We're being streamed on TuneIn Radio, on iTunes Radio, along with other media outlets. You can visit us online at TennesseeBackPorch.podbean.com. We are also on Facebook. And Twitter, we do still tweet. We're not that old. We know what we're doing on there, I think. But, uh, you no know, the last show we had, they are like, you know, the old people, they don't even know what a retweet is. Well, <laughs> I do. I know yeah. what a
2: retweet is. That's how my kids try to get that way with cussing. <laughs> They're like, I just retweeted it. I didn't really now say anything. start it.
4: getting into Snapchat and things <laughs> like that. I, I don't know too much about that, but I know it's a happening thing.
0: The last tweet I got from you was a Hall commercial. Was it? What about the oh. Rogaine I sent you? I, I haven't received. You haven't Digo. seen the Rogaine yet no. with minoxidil. I mean, they said that you th- were part of They said that if I would buy more of it, you might get a like a coupon for it.
4: I need a coupon
2: for it, definitely.
0: <laughs> and I also drink my V eight.
2: <laughs> Nasty.
0: Wow. All right. Thank you all for being with us this morning. You got another song for us?
2: No. We're done. (laughs) Thank you all for being
0: with listening to the back porch with Jay and Brandon. We appreciated you being here this morning and stay tuned for the next one. Thank you.